everyone. Welcome back to episode 18, the Talk of Fame podcast. I'm Kylie, and today we have the wonderful Alexa Jones with us today. But instead of me introducing you, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us more about what you do? Hello, um, I'm Alexa. Uh, my uh, like stage name is like Alexa Jags. Um, technically, my real name is Alexa Jager, uh, but that's undercover. Not really. It's fine. <laughs> it's right on the screen in the Zoom, so um, and it's not a secret. I am a stand-up and sketch comedian. I am based in Chicago. I um, yeah, I've performed. I've done stand-up at a number of comedy clubs throughout Chicago and throughout the Midwest. I've performed in like five or six different states. Um, yeah, I uh, we're excited to talk more. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. That's wonderful. So over the last year, we've been stuck in quarantine, basically because of this whole pandemic. What is something that you did over the last year that you did that you went had time to do before? Well, making uh, comedy sketches was really big because um, prior to the pandemic, I had been doing stand-up like so hard, like really like heads down. I was going to open mics. I was doing shows. I was like out nearly every night of the week um, in front of live crowds. And then all of a sudden, uh, obviously that comes to a screeching halt and we can't do that anymore. So it was like, well, I need that creative outlet still. And I had a couple sketches that I had kind of jotted down little ideas for, but I hadn't like finished. So it was a cool opportunity to like sit and write like a different kind of comedy and then to film and edit and make things with my friends, whether outdoors or separately with green screens. And then as things got a little looser, we were able to meet up at each other's apartments and film together. And I had so much fun. Uh, I would get together with other comedians and filmmakers I know in the city of Chicago, and we would just have an absolute blast uh, making these videos. And I realized that it's something I really like doing and want to keep doing. So now I've been kind of balancing that a lot more with like stand up and stuff. And I've submitted some of my sketches to little comedy film festivals um, and uh, they've been accepted or a couple got nominated for awards. And so that was like really exciting again to explore this sort of different part of myself that before I never had time to do because I was like, go, 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 gotta grind. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I feel the exact same way. Like, this about the podcast, like, I'm always like, I need to do this right now. I'm basically scheduling myself to do interviews every single day. I'm like, I need to grind on this. I need to do more things to get myself mindful and to grow. But what is it, like, what is it like getting to do a comedy on, like, get, doing to, get, getting to do it in front of people? What is it like for you? Um, it's unbelievably energizing it's like I, I think a lot of stand-up comics will tell you that they basically like do their first like open mic and most people bomb their first time it really is a skill that takes time to learn uh but it doesn't matter because you bomb and you're like that was so great I need to do it again like it's just like very much an enjoyable experience even when it doesn't go well that isn't to say that sometimes obviously I walk off the stage and I'm like well hate myself now that was terrible but it's still like you know it's better than I get one of my comedy friends Evan Hall he's another really funny Chicago comedian um he always says that he always feels better after being on stage than before even if it was a terrible set like whatever he's like I feel a little better because I did comedy today it's it's just really magical and wonderful making people laugh it uh feels like a very human connection because fundamentally when people are laughing they're relating uh, 
in a way. And so to stand on stage and relate to a room of, you know, even if it's just five people up to like hundred people, you know, like it's, it's so cool to like feel that connection. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I can connect with you on that because every time I kind of do an interview, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I did a horrible job or why did I say such a thing like that? Like, why did I do that? And like, I always feel that way. Every interview I do, I'm like, what did I just do right now? What did I just do? But then like after I'm like, oh, I feel good about this. Like I did what I love and do kind of make people happy, smile. That's really what I'm trying to do is like make my viewers, whether it's from the U.S., uh, United Kingdom, whatever it is, wherever you guys located, it's like, it's just a joy to find something. I mean, it's mostly after this whole pandemic, like it's been hard on everybody, mostly teenagers and adults, it's been hard. Like, I had COVID two months ago and it was hard. And like, I'd be stuck in a room, can't do what I can't do. I can't leave the room. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going insane. Like, I just want to leave this house. I can't do it. And I think that's like everybody have felt. It's like once the pandemic hit, everyone was so busy and like they did their own thing. They're busy every single day or something going on. But once the pandemic hit, everyone's like, what are we going to do with our life now? Like, what are we going to do? That's kind of... I thought, I'm like, what am I going to do? I can't see my family. I can't do anything. So I'm like, oh my God, what are we going to do now? Yeah, when I, through the pandemic, I mean, especially when like everything was completely shut down, I kind of made like a little framework to help me stay sane, which was like the idea that every day, you know, I had, it's like, so there's like creative activities, social activities, and active activities. And I was like, okay. You don't have to do all three every day because yeah. life is hard, you know. Sometimes it's a no-bones day. You're not going to always do it, like, you know. Yeah, not... yeah. So my rule was always two of the three. Yeah. So yeah. just maybe I, I don't know, drew a picture and called a friend. Or maybe I did a Zoom game night and I exercised. Or maybe I exercised and wrote some jokes. Um but that was sort of really what helped me kind of keep it together through the pandemic and ultimately resulted in me creating a lot of the digital content I ended up making that I'm really proud of uh, <laughs> and very happy with. So it's weird. It's like out of the horribleness of the pandemic, you know, some good things have come because we've all really had to work very hard to be like, okay, how do I feel happy? How do I yeah, feel fulfilled? Yeah. Instead of just like going through the motions. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I agree with that 100%. Like, a lot of people felt like, oh, how am I going to keep myself busy? How am I going to keep my kids busy during this pandemic? It's everyone just is, like, going on a pace. Like, everyone's expecting yeah. something. And so, like, like this is how I basically came out with the podcast is basically a quarantine and, like, nothing to do. I'm like, oh, I need to do something with my life right now. I'm bored. I'm nothing to do. Like, I think this is a perfect opportunity. And plus, I have two family members. My family are journalists for my local organization. So I'm like, I text them. I was like, hey, um, can't, like, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. Like, is there anything, I, like, is there any advice you can give me? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, do this, do that, like, do whatever you want. So I always idolize, like, my Aunt Rennie does a journalist. She works for my local organization. And I always, like, idolized her as a kid. I always idolized her. I always do 
want to do everything she did. I'm like, I want to do that. I want to do what she did right now. So I'm like, oh, I guess I can do it now because I'm always a very kind of shy, very shy kid. So I'm like, oh, me and my parents are like, how are you going to do this? Like, you're a very shy kid. I go be open with yourself. I'm like, I can work it out. I can figure something out. And then she always go away. It's not that hard. I'm like, it's not that hard. You have to communicate, then you're there. Yeah. I mean, I've, and it's always good to like challenge yourself and try new things. I also just think, I mean, I think this idea for this podcast is so great because I think, oh, there are so many different pathways to so many different careers or forms of artistic expression or um, things in, you know, the media. And there are so many different channels to get there and um, different types of things you can do. And the best way to learn about it is like hearing a bunch of people's, like different people's stories. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of times when uh, you're like in high school, everyone thinks like life is on a track. I do yeah, this, yeah. I go to college and then I get a job and then that is my job or whatever. But in reality, that's like not how it works. Everyone's path is completely different. And I have a lot mm. of friends who go in the middle of college or all of a sudden like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How to get to where I want to be. I don't even know what I want to be. I don't even know what the options are. And the only way to figure out options is to talk to more people and basically be like hey what do you do what's your story what are you passionate about and so I think this is absolutely fantastic just from like oh like I wish I had something like this when I was younger because might have saved me a couple existential crises that's all I'm saying yeah yeah 100% yeah like a lot of people think like oh they need to learn early on what they want to be and people always kind of expect you to think like oh you need to learn what you want to be at 12 years old, where you want to be when you're older, or what college you want to go to, or wherever you want to be. Some people will be like, what, why? I don't know, it will take time. Now I'm not even in high school yet. So I'm like, people always be like, oh yeah, and I'm in ninth grade now, so I'll be graduating so in a couple of years. I'm like, I still don't know what I want to do. This takes time. Like I have a couple of options I have rolling in my brain right now, but like, it just takes time. People always like, expect you to be like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. And that's kind of not how kind of people work, I would say. Like, that's how your brain, like, mm -hmm. say it's basically, basically your mindset and like what you want to be, what you really want to work. Oh, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, so since we've been stuck home all year, is there any movies or shows that you've been during quarantine? Oh, my goodness, so many. Oh, so mm -hmm. many. Um, what have I been over quarantine? I'm trying to think of something that's like not embarrassing to admit. I did I did a full rewatch of 30 Rock because that was on Netflix and that's hilarious. Um I did Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Hilarious. Steve Martin is a gem. Um, 100%. Watched a bunch of comedy specials, which I loved. And I actually on Hulu is a uh, MASH, which is a sitcom from the 70s about the Korean War. And it is, I mean, it's, you know, one of the best sitcoms of all time, along with like Cheers and stuff. And it was fun. Like I rewatched a bunch of this like super old sitcom and seeing how much of it like holds up and how much doesn't and what still makes me laugh and what do I not get because the pop culture like isn't there. Uh, I'm a sitcom person. I don't watch a ton of the like big drama shows that everyone's like, oh my gosh, you have to binge. Like I didn't watch Squid Game, but I watched all of like Superstore and that's just me. I don't like to feel yeah. feelings. I like to laugh. Yeah, I'm the same exact person. Like, I love to watch, like, sitcoms. And like you said before, you love sitcoms. Like, did you, 
ever watch Full House? It's sitcom like four. Yeah. Oh, that. that was I used to be obs- I'm obsessed with Full House. Full House. I watched that since I was a baby. I was like that. Used, that was my whole childhood. Like I, oh. I can't explain how much I love Full House and Four House. It made the best sitcom ever. Well, that's what I feel like. Sitcoms they're so wonderful because it kind of becomes like very like close to your heart because they're not they since it's like a slow burn they're just trying to make you laugh every episode you like fall in love with the characters in a way that's very slow and gradual and you see them grow in a way that's very slow and gradual so it feels like they're like your family or it's like very comforting uh so instead of being like this one's mean we hate this one you know like Mm -hmm. in a drama you kind of people have to get to know characters faster so that then drama can unfold whereas in a sitcom you don't you get to know them slower, and I feel like it makes it very comforting. And I know a lot of people find sitcoms like, you know, it's like the escape from the stress of life. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree. Like, like the best sitcoms are always kind of best, like, no matter, like, what generation you're in. It's always, like, it's always a part of your life. And, like, I always love sitcoms, even it's, like, Full, Full House or I can't, I can't think as many sitcoms in my head at the moment. But the only thing I can think of is Full House and like that's my childhood. I remember watching it every single night. I just fell in love with the show, the characters. And like once I found out they're doing Full House, the sitcom, I'm like, no way right now. This is not, this is not possible right now. I'm, getting, I'm obsessed with this now. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> oh god no why are you doing this to me right now this is not <laughs> I don't have time to be obsessed with the show <laughs> so as you mentioned before you are a you're a comedian so what made you want to start that well uh, I always I always loved making people laugh like growing up I, I you know adults would say stuff to me like oh are you gonna be a comedian when you grow up or whatever but like you know and a kid you're like nah um and uh I actually had a really hard time picturing like I was kind of wanting to be like a star um I liked attention still do um mm-hmm. but I I had a hard time picturing myself as like a comedic actress or as a comedian and I think you know a lot of that is you know, still now, but especially, like, when I was growing up, there really weren't a lot of, like, funny women in movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I have, like, a very vivid memory of watching The Princess Bride with my dad and saying, Wesley's so funny, I wish I were a boy so I could be funny like that. And my dad said, why couldn't you be funny like that? He doesn't have to be a boy for that to be funny. Um, And I was like, "Mm, yeah, he does, it just doesn't work. And my dad was, like, didn't, understand but I was like a kid and I already was like ingrained with this idea that like it it would just read different coming from a woman and then so I you know I always loved making people laugh but I never really saw myself making a career in it um I was also very good in school and my parents aren't very artsy so I was like okay I'm gonna be like an engineer um so I went to MIT and I graduated with a degree in environmental engineering um and I went out into the workforce and I was working a job and I was like I, it just became very apparent to me. I was like, I'm a creative person and I need to be creative to feel happy. And I've been trying to like ignore that part of myself for a long time. I've been trying to be like, you're a science girl, you're a science girl. And I am. But that's yeah. like, the wonderful thing is you can be multiple things. You know, like I can be really good at school and science, but also incredibly creative and funny. So I went to 
an open mic. I think I did my first open mic in college before I graduated, and then I didn't do it again for maybe about nine months. And then when I went back to it, I stopped since. It's like, it's addictive. I love it. Half of my closest friends are from comedy. Like, it's such a community, and I get to meet and work with so many other awesome creative people. Um, yeah, I think honestly I got into comedy because I really hated my job. And I was like, I love listening to stand up comics. I might as well give this a try. And I went to one open mic and watched a bunch of people bomb. And I was like, well, at least I'll be better than that. Because um, that's the other thing is that an open mic, oh, it sets the bar so low. Like, yeah, so yeah. This will not be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of people think, like, oh, this extent, I could be better than this person. Did, did a horrible job. I can do much better. But like, yeah. a lot of people nowadays, like, um, like you said before, you didn't see like a woman doing you saw like a man. And that, and that reminds me, like I didn't see myself growing up as well. I didn't know why I wanted to be like I didn't see a lot of people like me as a kid as growing up. And like and a woman are basically now represented as men in like industry. And I don't know if you heard of her, but Gina Davis, she's an actress. Oh yeah. And, she does all that with her institute. Yeah, I've seen I've seen her documentary on Netflix and stuff. This changes everything. Oh yeah, yeah. This changes everything. On Instagram and stuff. Oh, I am yeah. in the know. <laughs> yeah, and so I, if you haven't watched the documentary, people, I definitely uh, I recommend watching it. This changes everything on Netflix. Go watch it. It's a must watch. I tell absolutely everyone to watch it. Uh, yeah, think, same here. Everyone, you think you're a feminist or whatever, or you are even a woman, and watching it is like such a wake-up call in terms of unconscious bias and just the data they put in front of you. Like, I realized after watching it, I started thinking about my own comedy sketches that I write, and I'm like, am I writing in as many female characters as male characters? Like, yeah, yeah. And it, it's funny to realize that, like, even as a woman, you can have this, like, unconscious bias because we've all grown up pickling in this patriarchal culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I've been, like, Gina Davis is, like, my hero. She's the one that made me want to do this. She's selling out up to the most with everything. She's one reason why I started this. Like, she's my hero. I can't express how much I adore her and love her. She's a queen. One that works in industry, that if you do anything with Gina Davis or whoever, hook her up for me, please. I want her on my podcast. So please, people, hook her up, please. So, <laughs> so like, like things she does, she's like an icon in many ways. Like she is amazing. The things she does, she's like a hero to many people, including me. So I'm like, what? Because there's not a lot of people that do what kind of she does with gender equality. And people are always like, oh, you're a feminist because you believe in that. Or um, you can't do this or you can't do that. You can't believe in that. And that's like, you don't, people be like, oh, you, you don't know. I can believe in why I want. That's kind of what people are like nowadays is like, oh, you can't do this. You can do that. But I'm like, we can do anything we want to do. You can't tell us what we can't do. It's our life. We can do whatever we want. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's the media is very, you know, powerful in how people perceive and talk about things, and it's wild. I'm actually writing a sketch right now that's sort of about female representation 
And, uh, you know, it's a comedy sketch, but it's about something I've been like thinking a lot about. And that's another fun thing about comedy is you can find ways to explore, play with, laugh about, laugh with, like things that are even kind of difficult topics. It's like a way to work through things sometimes, you know? Yeah. So what is some advice for people who would like to be like you one day? I think you gotta, uh, you gotta rethink how you view success. Um, and you gotta do what you love and work on making stuff you love. I think the whole idea that if you're not making a living at something, you're not successful is ridiculous and that's so like flawed you can be an incredibly talented like musician who's making incredible music um and you know have a day job <laughs> or you can like be a local comedian because you have a family and you're caring for them so maybe you're not touring around the whole country maybe you're not a household name but you're making people laugh every weekend and you know i think when you focus all of your energy on the idea that I am only successful if I am rich or if I am famous, you're going to end up miserable because what happens is then people get rich and famous and they're like, what now? Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's, it's really not satisfying. And I think also people, you know, you got to get over the fear of failure. I think a lot of times people don't want to try things because they don't want to fail or they don't want to tell people that they want something because then if they fail, the person will be like, oh, that's embarrassing. I love yeah. to tell people my dreams. I love to tell people I would love to write for a TV show someday. And you know what? Maybe that won't happen. Or maybe I'll change my mind and I'll have a different dream. But I'm not afraid to like tell people my dreams, even if they're crazy. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like an overpromise or uh, I'm not like here to underpromise and overdeliver. I want to, I want to overpromise. I want to shoot like big, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, that I think I think a lot of people don't are afraid of failure. Like think about even like when people draw, you know, have you ever like started making an art project, a craft, a something, and you go like, ah, this sucks. Never mind, never mind. And you like, yeah, okay. yeah. It's like this art fear. We're all mm -hmm. afraid to make stuff that's bad. Yeah. But the thing about art is someday you're going to look back on the art and be like, that was bad. Because you're always evolving and changing as an artist. And sometimes making art for art's sake and the joy it brings you is, like, the most important thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you can't be afraid of failing, and you need to have a definition of success that's focused on the thing you create and how it makes you feel, rather than external factors like money and fame. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So also, the lighting totally just changed. And now my face looks so pale. The sun went down behind this building out here. And now my lips look the same color as my face. And I look very spooky like a vampire. Anyway, you can go now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like dark right here and now. So my face is like, ooh, you can see me. So like fail, people are always like are scared to fail like I exact same way I'm scared to fail but you don't know if you're gonna fail unless you try what you want to do like you don't know you go until you fail until you try it like 
if you don't, if you're scared to fail, you don't know until it's going to happen. So you always should go for it and do what you want to do. If you fail, that's okay. You try something new. But then, like, you don't know if you're going to fail until you do, when you do something. Yeah. People always say, oh, you're going to fail. Oh, you're going to be so bad at this. Like, you don't deserve this. You don't, you don't, shouldn't do that. But you be like, you, it just makes you stronger, what you makes you want to push, what you wanted, what you wanted. And so it's like, makes you want it even, like makes you want it even more. Like it's like, you should go for you. If you're gonna hate on me for not doing what I do, that's fine. I, I'm gonna push it, push it and I don't, it makes me stronger. I'm gonna do what I do and prove you wrong. You don't know what I'm gonna do. You don't know how much practice this takes. Like, yeah. like I'm gonna project their own fear of failure onto you like they're like oh what if you fail or like oh you're failing so obviously you're a failure I'm like I can fail but still be a super successful person and anyone in comedy will tell you everyone bombs everyone like John Mulaney bombs um like uh Mike Rubiglia, they bomb and Amy Schumer bombs like we all have bombed and so you need to like understand that failure is like part of the process and it's part of growing and changing and developing. And yeah, if I've had people say stuff to people who project their fear of failure, like onto me, like I've had people be like, oh, you do comedy? You're not like trying to make it big, are you? Like, oh, and I'm like, I'm sorry, you're afraid to dream big. Or yeah, same here. Like, it, it doesn't, like, maybe I will make it, like, big. But again, I question the definition of making it big because I know so many incredibly funny comedians who make their living doing comedy and you've never heard of them. Or they don't have hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers. It's like, success doesn't equal fame. Success doesn't even have to equal money. Like, success is doing what you love and getting better at it and getting to share it you know yeah 100% I agree with that so is there anything that you do to help you be in a mindset while being in industry and work with other people what was that I'm sorry so is there anything that you do to help you be in a mindset while being in industry and working with other people um I, I mean I love collaborating and working with other creatives and stuff I think the biggest mindset thing is a lot of people try to be like prideful and competitive and you gotta if you want to have a productive time you gotta set that aside because the best art we make is when we make it together you know like the best sketches I write are when I have a friend help me punch it up or when you're in the green room of a comedy club and you're riffing about someone's joke and you're like oh my gosh I love that joke you did about cats you should add something about this or have you ever thought about it this way and then you laugh and you bounce ideas off each other and it's like collaboration makes it better every time always so if you're so prideful that you're like no every joke I write needs to be 100% mine I will not accept help and I everyone here is someone I'm competing against because there's only a limited number of spots and I want it like no we're all playing with the same thing and that's comedy 
Yeah, so like people always kind of in the industry, it's very competitive business, especially. And people always say, oh, I'm better than you. Uh, you already know I'm better than you. But you don't know that. You might think uh, you're better than you. Like, and that doesn't make sense. But you think I'm better than you. Let's, let's just put that as an example. But, you have to say like, Yeah, and be like, that, yeah, that might be true, but at least I'm doing what I love. I don't care if you're better than me yeah, as long as you're doing what I love. That's all I care about. Yeah. Might be important to you, more, but yeah. not important to me. Oh, I was just going to say, that's why we need more women in the industry, because women just have fewer ego problems. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. Oh, my God. I couldn't relate to anything more. Oh, my gosh. So... The last question for the interview is, do you have anyone that you look up to in the industry? Well, I mean, you mentioned Gina Davis. Obviously, she and all the other women in, like, Hollywood who are, like, Reese Witherspoon, yeah, who are, like, you know, are working very hard to represent and tell the stories of women. That's obviously very important. Um, other people I look up to, I... I actually, I really like weird, different sorts of comics who have demonstrated that you don't, you can be weird and different. So like uh, Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave on Netflix is like one of the weirdest sketch comedy shows I have ever seen in my entire life. And a lot of people do not care for it. It is really weird. It is not traditional. Like, but I love it. And I find it so inspiring. I'm like, this made them laugh. And it makes me laugh. And they didn't it's you know it's like the reminder that uh, just because you don't get to write for snl doesn't mean you're not funny like just if you don't have to appeal to a hundred percent of the world you just got to find your audience or like chris fleming is a very funny comedian and like internet personality he has a lot of like internet videos he did this character gail that went viral and he can travel to any city in the country and sell out an auditorium and he's a weird comic. And I love that, especially with the internet, you can like find your audience. So I feel like that's what I, those are the people I look up to. The people who are like weird and have found weird audiences that also like their weird content. And I, I love that. Does that make sense? Like that's yeah. the people I look up to are the people who aren't like the huge bajillionaires or TV people. They're the ones who never stop doing the kind of jokes that make them laugh. Yeah, I love that. Like, people, you like, I seem like, like, people don't care what they think. Like, they only care about like, what they want to do. They only care about what they're trying to do in life. They don't care about what other people think. They, they love to be weird. They don't care what people think. They love to be weird. That's kind of, like, why I love that people, like, even if it's on screen or off screen, whatever it is, that's what I love. Like, people just express what they love, and they don't care if they're weird. It's kind of like Kimmy Gibbler in Full House, Four House. It's like she yeah. is being weird and she doesn't care what other people think. That's what I love about her. Is yeah. that those being weird. She doesn't care about what other people think. That's what I, I love. Like, there's not a lot of people are like that. Like, you know, they always want to show, not show it. They just want to express, like, being like being a person they're not. That's kind of how a lot of people are. They're being a person they're not. And so, like, I think a lot of people should be 
more open and show they're more to themselves and let's say that makes sense like if then people yeah. should like what they actually are if people don't like it for you it's their loss that's fine it's their loss but then if they don't if they like it for you then that's great you found someone that that likes you for you you shouldn't be ashamed of being weird or how you look like you're beautiful just the way you are don't care about what other people think like you're yeah. who you are and like to be secure enough to be to be silly to be weird like the idea there's no such thing as something that's objectively funny like everyone likes different things and so I, I just think a lot of times adults and uh, teenagers too, you know, they don't let themselves play as much. It's like we grow up a little bit and we're like, okay, now I got to be serious and I got to take myself seriously. And I love the people who are just like, or we could not. And yeah. I could just be weird and silly and, you know, walk around like this and make noises and just be like childlike. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can tell when like a comedian or a writer was like having fun making this. And it's fun to watch people have fun. So yeah, hundred percent. Like it's okay to be weird. Like you can be whatever you want, even if you, like, even if you do some pretty weird things, just for example, or whatever, like how you feel, your personality is. You should feel like that. If people don't like it, okay, throw them out of your life. They don't care about what you do. Just be who you are. Don't care about what other people hate. Be. And if they hate on you, hate on you. You're just jealous of who you are, how you are. And like, there's one like you. Know, really, people are nowadays that they're jealous and rude and everything. That's kind of how our generation is, kind of is nowadays, that they're jealous. And that's how people are. People always tell me that always. Like, I get that a lot. So I'm like, don't worry about what other people think. You're amazing. Just throw that out of the way. You have other things to do. Just do your own thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's so important to do what you love to do and not be, like, self-conscious. Because, I mean, you started this podcast, like, in a year or two, how you do the podcast might evolve. What you're doing might be a little different. But, like, if you keep, you know, doing it, you're going to find new things and explore and grow. And it's going to be awesome. And, you know, screw the people who didn't, you know, believe in you from the start. Because it's about you having a good time and learning stuff and just being authentic and that's freaking beautiful and it's amazing and the best part is it's going to get even more amazing like because as long as you keep being authentic and not afraid to do what makes you happy things just get better like the amount of time I spend worrying that oh am I not funny or do people not think I'm funny or whatever whenever that happens I just remind myself how not funny I was a year ago or two years ago and I was funny then I was getting laughs but when I look back I'm like the growth I have had in one year like if you're sitting thinking oh maybe I'm not good enough maybe it's bad just like remind yourself oh my goodness I'm gonna be so great in a year in five years in you know later like I'm great now even when I don't always see it but it's, I'm aging like fine wine. It's getting better and better. And as long as you don't quit, that just keeps happening. Yeah, 100%. Like, even, like my started a couple months ago. I started in April, I think, April, May. And so, like, even though I'm 15 years old, I'm like, yes, I don't like why I did a couple of episodes ago. Like, I'm like, not 
think of why I do that. But it depends on growth. I'm learning as I go. It's about your confidence. My confidence has grown throughout this process. It's so new to me, 100%. It's so new. And people always think like, oh, you, this podcast is horrible. You're doing horrible. You're not going to be a journalist. I'm like, bro, do you know, you don't know what I'm going to be. You don't know how successful this is going to be. Like, you don't know how far I'm going to go. Like, this could be, this could have a million subscribers and viewers by Christmas, per se. But you don't know how far this is going to go. So, like, if you, if that happens, then... Good for you. You feel your own opinion? That's fine. Do your own thing. I don't care. Like, I do my own thing. You do yours. And I continue my dream and do what I want to do. That's all that matters. Exactly. And the confidence is huge. And that's, that's incredible. So many people don't have that. And I, I'm a very confident person. I definitely wasn't when I was 15. Um, but I think one uh, another reason I... I love doing comedy. I want to do comedy is because I'm like, I'm loud and I'm confident and I want to put my voice and my face up there for people who aren't as loud and confident. So they see, you know, they can do things too. And, uh, you know, stuff like that, because I, so many people spend a lot of their life afraid and not confident. So I think starting young, developing that confidence and growing and exploring is like, that's, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's irreplaceable. It's like, it's so important. Confidence yeah, is everything, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Like, a lot of just fake it till you make it. No one knows what they're doing. No one knows how to do life. I used to think at some point you become an adult, a switch flips, and you're like, I know how to do my taxes now. No, you never know. You yeah, just, no one knows what they're doing. We're all faking it, and it's fun. It's a fun game if you let it be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. Oh, my God. I love that. I love – I can't really do anything more. So um, <laughs> I just want to thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast and spending some time out of your day to come on. I truly appreciate you taking time. Come on. I really appreciate it, and we'll definitely stay in touch. And I'm really blessed to have you on. We'll definitely stay in contact, my friend. Thank you so awesome. much. Thank you so much for having me. This was absolutely awesome. You're a star. Thank you so much. It means so much. You are a star. You are a star more than me. So thank you so much. Just stay in contact. All right. Bye. Bye.